0: Welcome back to another episode of Living Positively Whole. My name is Josepha, and I'm so glad you are joining me on this new episode. I want to apologize to my listening audience, for those of you that were prepared to receive a message from me in the month of November. We had an issue, a technical issue, but that has been corrected. Praise God. And we are back, and we are back stronger than ever. So stay tuned as we dive into our new message for this month of December. I pray that it would bless you and encourage you in the Lord. So stay tuned as we dive in on this next episode of Living Positively Whole. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Positively Whole. Today's message is not the typical Christmas message. Today's message encompasses trusting God. So we're going to take a journey through the word of God because I believe that the father is the best teacher. So we're going to dive in today. There is a lot of scripture ahead. Get your pencil and paper ready so we can take some notes and dive into the word today. But before we get started, I do want to share a word of prayer so that we can surrender our hearts and our mind to receive the word that the Lord is going to bring forth today. I pray that this word comes to you in a timely season. So Father, we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. Father, we just surrender our mind and our hearts to you today. We ask that you would just do what you would do in and through us, Lord God. We ask that your word would become personal to us in our journey, wherever we may be. Lord God, we ask that you would give us the strength to endure. We ask that you would give us the wisdom and that we would be empowered with the strength to be obedient to what you've called us to do, no matter what it looks like. Father God, we just thank you for all that you've done, all that you continue to do in and through us, Lord God. Let us be a light so that others may see your goodness and glorify you. Father, we give, this, give you all the honor and praise for you are worthy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so let's get ready to dive in. All right, so we're going to look a little bit closer at our heart. And if we really, truly trust God and take him at his word, I want to start by looking in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, and we're going to start at verse 14. I did mention at the beginning of the podcast, there's going to be a lot of word today. So I hope you have your pencil and paper ready because we're going to dive in and take some notes and we're going to learn from the word. Amen. So verse 14 begins by saying in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, This scripture right here, verse 16, is going to be our testimony that many people long to hear what we are going to hear today. Many people long to see what we are going to see today by way of the scripture. I believe that this is going to mark the beginning of a new journey for you with the Lord. There is power in the word of God, and when we will actually submit our will to the father and take on his will, which we know is the word of God, then we will see a mighty change in our life. But let's look at the other side of this. Let's see what happens when we do not follow God's word. When we're not obedient to do what it is he's instructed us to do. And so for that, we're going to go ahead and go to the book of Hebrews. And we're going to go to Hebrews chapter three. All right. Hebrews chapter three, starting at verse seven, it says, so as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did, that it is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. There is something powerful when you enter the rest of the Father. Not only when you enter the rest are you receiving physical rest, but you're also receiving spiritual rest. Many times rest is necessary in order for you to advance to the next level in the Lord. You can't enter into the next season of life when you are winded, when you are broken, when you are exhausted. So rest is important. Rest is a state of rejuvenation. Rest is a state of revitalization. Rest is restoration. Amen. So when you are needing to enter into his rest, you can truly rest and know that God is in control. You can trust him during your rest season, but you can also rejoice because you know that what's coming ahead, you're going to need all the strength that you have been able to reserve during your time of rest. When you don't have rest, you're unsettled within yourself, mentally, spiritually, and physically. You're not at your best and you're not able to go into battle because you're already winded. So rest is important. But the... Children of Israel were not able to enter into the rest because they didn't trust the Lord. They didn't take him at his word and they were not obedient. So that's a question that I would ask. Do you trust God in the season where you're at? Even if it doesn't look the way that you want it to look, do you still trust him? Do you still stand on the promises that he's given you? And are you resting in his ability and not your own? What had angered God was the unbelief of the Israelites. All the miracles, signs, and wonders that had been done, that they were able to witness and partake of, they still doubted God's power. They still doubted that God was who he said he was and that he was going to do what he said he was going to do, even though they witnessed this with their own eyes. It's hard to denounce something that you've been able to see and witness for yourself, but yet and still the children of Israel still did this. I want us to be encouraged That even though our situation that we may be currently in may not look exactly like we thought it would look, does not mean that God is not present in it. It does not mean that God is still not working through it. And it definitely does not mean that God is not faithful to complete the work he began in you. God's ways are so different than what we think. How he gets us to a thing is really none of our business. It's for us to trust him and to know that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. Amen. So let's not get caught up in how we think things should go. Instead, let us trust him. Let's be still and rest in him and know that he's God and that he will do what he said he was going to do. Now, as promised, we're going to still take a journey in the scripture. So let's now go to Deuteronomy chapter one, and we're going to start at verse 19. And we're going to go all the way through. um, Verse 36. Okay, so let's start there. Verse 19 says, then as the Lord, our God commanded us, we set out for Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all the vast and dreadful wilderness that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesha. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God has given us. See the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of our ancestors told you. Do not be afraid, Do not be discouraged. Does that sound familiar? That statement right there, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, is the same statement that was spoken of in Joshua. We are to be encouraged, not discouraged. Amen. Verse 22 says, then all of you came to me and said, let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we should take and the towns we will come to. Now let's pause for a minute. Whenever we get to a place where we start to question God's word over us and we would rather take the opinion of man over what God has instructed us to do, we're in a dangerous spot. Very dangerous. We need to we need to stop what we're doing in that moment and reevaluate our heart. Because man does not know how to get the next individual to the place that they need to be in God. If God has called you to a place, God is the only one that can get you there, not man. Now, he may use individuals to bring a word to you, to bless you along your journey. He very well may do that. But God does not need help in giving you his instruction. He's going to give you that instruction and he expects you to be obedient and willing to follow it through no matter what it looks like. But anytime we get in a place where now we have to go get a a second opinion of what God has told us, we have to go to somebody else to see if what God is saying is true or is right. We are in a dangerous spot. We are in a position where we are possibly going to be deceived. And taken off the path that God has put us on. So please, if you get to that place, do a heart check. And get back on what God is wanting you to do. So verse 22, they sent out men to spy out the land to see whether or not they were supposed to take that route or take another route. Now, God had already told them what to do but they're still not trusting what God is saying. Why? Verse 23, the idea seemed good to me. So I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshcol and explored it, taking with them some of the fruit of the land. They brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. Now, hold up. So God, God's word was not enough. God's validation was not enough. They had to get the validation of man. And that's a question that I have for society today. Are we so consumed and wrapped up with getting validation from man rather than God? There's a scripture in the book of Acts chapter four that I am very fond of. And I use this scripture on a daily basis to help gauge my heart. And it's a simple question. So the backstory is when Peter and John were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, there were many that were opposed to that and that wanted the preaching of Jesus to be stopped. So in verse in chapter four, verse 18, it says, but Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you, or to him, you be the judge. That is such a simple question, but is a question that can help gauge our heart. If we would ask ourselves, what am I, what is the motive? What is my intention? Am I doing this because God is instructing me to do this? Or am I trying to do what is pleasing towards man? Which is better in God's eyesight? For me to be obedient to him or be obedient to man? He wants us to be obedient to him. He wants us to be obedient to the instruction that he's given us. No matter what it looks like, no matter how many people are for you or oppose you. If God be for you, then who can be against you? Why are you worried about who's not with you? Sometimes you have to be for God and stand alone and be for God. Sometimes you have to do it and you are the only one standing. But you have to trust and know that if God has called you to a thing, he's going to equip and empower you to get through it. And while you're getting through it, you're going to be able to bless others along the way. So back to Deuteronomy chapter one. Now we are at verse 25. It says, taking with them some of the fruit of the lamb, They brought it down to us and reported, It is a good lamb that the Lord our God has given us. Verse 26. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say, The people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes in the wilderness. It's like the Lord was saying right here, the same God that fought for you in Egypt before your very eyes is the same God that is present right now in the wilderness season. He's still going to be fighting for you. So what are you terrified about? It doesn't matter what you are up against. God is bigger and greater than whatever you may be facing or may be up against you have no reason to cower. You have no reason to be afraid. You have no reason to fall back and be terrified because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You are empowered. You are empowered to get through what it is that you may be dealing with. Don't be afraid. The enemy likes to use that to intimidate you. Don't be intimidated. Verse 31, there you saw how the Lord, your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord, your God, who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. God had already gone before them and showed them the place where they should go. But yet and still, they didn't trust. They didn't trust God. Verse 34, when the Lord heard what you said, he was angry and solemnly sore. No one from this evil generation shall see the good land I swore to give your ancestors, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh. He will see it, and I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on, because he follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Now I want to stop right there because that was a lot of word that was just read. And it's so significant to where we are today. God sees exactly where you are during your journey. He hasn't forgotten his promises to you. He knows exactly what he's doing and how to get you there and when to get you there. The question is, are you trusting God wholeheartedly? Or are you still trying to keep a little bit of your hand in the mix? Trusting God is when you can take your hand off the situation And let him lead you. No matter what it looks like. No matter how you feel. That's what trusting God wholeheartedly looks like. Taking God at his word. Not questioning, doubting, grumbling or complaining. But saying, God, I trust you. I know that you're doing a mighty thing in me and through me in this season. And I trust you to bring it to completion trust god where you are in this season rest in his power we are limit we have a limit to our strength we have a limit to what we can do but god is limitless why not put your trust in the one that is limitless I want to go over a few key points that I believe would sum up this message today. And I pray that this will be encouraging to you during your walk in the season that you're currently in. But point number one is do not be discouraged where you are. If God has called you to a place in a particular season and you are there, and it doesn't look like how you perceived it would be, (laughs) don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Be encouraged and know that God has a purpose and a plan for where you are. You just stay focused on him. Don't get consumed or wrapped up in what you see around you or what you may be feeling from within. Stay tuned to his voice and his instruction. Point number two would be to stay empowered with faith, not fear. It's so easy to speak words of of fear over ourselves, words of doubt, words of unbelief. But remember, what was unpleasing to the father was that the Children of Israel could not enter the promised land because of their unbelief. So guard your mouth. Be mindful of what you're speaking over yourself. Let them be words of faith to encourage you and others around you. Stay encouraged and walk in faith. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We want to please God with our walk. We want to please God with how we conduct ourselves on a daily basis. Point number three, do not doubt God's word. Our our God gives us a word of instruction, and sometimes that word of instruction can be very radical. But you know what? That's okay. I can be radical for my father. Don't doubt his word. Don't doubt his word. Sometimes his word is not going to look like how you think. But are you still going to trust him in the midst of it? And point number four would be to rest in his power. Stop trying to rely on your strength. You You can't do it. You don't know where you're going and how to get yourself there. But God does. So rest in him. Rest in him. Rest in his wisdom. Rest in his power. Rest in his strength. Be still in him. Know that he's God. He is in absolute and utter control. Nothing that is going on in your current season takes our father by surprise. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I had a praise report. So let me share that praise report with you all. I want it to be a blessing to you as it has been a blessing to me. Not many of you know, but I do have a 14-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. They are my blessings. I so am so thankful to be their mother every day. They have taught me so much. They've encouraged me. They have made me a better mom each and every day. I could not have done it without the strength of the Lord that He gives that to me every day to do what it is that I do. But let's get kind of realistic here. And I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable and say that being a single mother does have its hardships, but God has carried me through each and every one of them. And I hope that anybody that's listening today, if you have found yourself having to be everything for the home God is the one that you lean on to give you the strength that you need, to give you the endurance that you need to face another day. Your children depend on you and there is nothing that you cannot do with the greater one that lives within you. So my son, he attends private school because I believed with him going into his high school years, this is the most crucial time of any young adolescent's life. This is the time where you learn who you really are. Uh, This is the time where you learn which course you're going to take. And I felt that it was imperative for him to be planted in a God faith based curriculum institution. He attends a school that I am so thankful that he is there. Not only are the teachers very loving of each student that walks through that door, the pastors are very loving of the children there. And I am so thankful, I am so thankful that we were led there. With him being in private school, of course, you know it comes with tuition. But at the beginning, I was given a vision by the Lord and I I knew that he was to be planted at this school. This is where he needed to be. And so being led by faith, not knowing if I would even have the money to pay for it, I stepped out in faith and I followed what God advised me to do. It was the best decision concerning my son. Moving forward, I had been getting emails. I had fallen behind on tuition because there was a time that I was without a job and just believing God for my everyday day to day essentials. And he came through each and every day. But this one particular night, I had fallen on my face before the father and shared what it is that I was dealing with. And I knew that tuition was coming around and I didn't really have the money. It wasn't there in my account, so I didn't know what to do. But I knew that the best thing for me to do would be to go to my father, Abba Father. And that particular night, I went before my father and I said, Dad, I don't have it, but you do. You led me to to plant my son here. And I know by faith that you will be the one to provide the provision. I don't know how it's gonna come. I don't know how it's gonna work out, how it's gonna fall into place, but you do. You have all the pieces and you know how to put them together. So I'm gonna trust you. So a couple of days after that prayer, my son was given an opportunity to share his testimony of a sensitive area that has definitely affected him growing up. His earthly father has not been a primary fixture in his life, but in my home, I have made it very clear that his heavenly father is always present. He has watched me over the years, lean on my heavenly father, and he has seen miracles, signs and wonders play out for our home. But this was a particular day that my son was about to witness Abba Father in such a way that I believe is going to change the course of his life forever. He will never be able to forget this miracle that happened for him. Someone was able to witness the testimony that my son shared. I know not who, but God does. And I am so thankful that my son's testimony was shared and that it impacted so many on such a deep level that they were led to sow a seed in my son. And forgive me already in advance for getting emotional, but when you have been through things and you witnessed the hand of God, his favor in your life, and you have held on to God when things didn't seem clear, they seemed unsure, Uncertain at times, but you have trusted God. He will always show up for you. There has never been a time in my life that he has never shown up for me. And I am so thankful that God has revealed himself in such a way that is a personal revelation to my son. At 14 years old, he has witnessed God doing a mighty miracle for him. I sit here today to give the testimony and appraise report that my son's tuition has been paid and taken care of his freshman year, his sophomore year, his junior year and his senior year. He need not worry. I need not worry. God did that. <laughs> when I tell you I did not have not really a dime to pay this past tuition. And God's instruction to me, daughter, rest. And that is why I'm bringing this word to you all today to let you know that this is real. This is real life for me. And that I bear my vulnerable parts of my life. I'm transparent with you because I have seen God's hand move in my life. And I want you to be able to see his hand move in yours. There is nothing that God cannot do and won't do for you. So whatever it is that you may be facing today, and you think that it's too much for you to bear, trust God, trust him, not man, trust God. He knows what he's doing. So I pray that this blesses you. I pray that you and your family have the best Christmas celebration, that you celebrate the greatest gift that money couldn't buy. Amen. So have a very Merry Christmas. I look forward to seeing you all. Well, not seeing you, but I look forward to sharing another word with you all that the Lord puts on my heart. But may this bless you this season Have a blessed, blessed season. I speak blessings over your family right now in the name of Jesus. I speak blessings in those areas that you have not seen breakthrough. I speak that over you. That is my Christmas gift to you, your household, that whatever it is that's been trying to hold you down, I speak breakthrough. I speak healing in Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Living Positively Whole. I pray that this message came to you in a timely manner. I pray that it is encouraging and uplifting. I pray that you and your family will have a very Merry Christmas. I look forward to diving into our next topic, which is the first of the year. It's going to be for our January, the month of January of 2023. Can you believe that? Praise God. We have made it to another year, so stay tuned because I'm going to have a special guest with me to uh, talk about an in-depth topic, and I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. So join me on my next episode of Living Positively Whole. Love you and be blessed.